Hello and welcome into Limited Time Only, brought to you by SoRare Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare. Joined today by Keith Jamison, GatorGuy231, to talk about maybe some totally new strategies that we're going to go into. Because I think, Keith, I might just abandon everything that I've done so far and start fresh. Not really start fresh, but I need to talk this out. And I was like, oh, we have a show exactly for talking stuff out like this. So... How's it going? How's your stack building as we go into what we're going to do for this week? I mean, I just was told that I'm saying the name of the team that I'm stacking wrong. So that, that jilted me a little bit. I did say that. I mean, you, you know what, though? You, you work for a French company. Me misrepresenting the name of a team. Is it a city? In France? Yeah, see? You know, just the disrespect all around. So if anybody's <laughs> wondering... I was like, I'm building a cane stack. And Laird's like, you're not. Harry? It's Khan. Khan? 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 I think it's Khan, but I know that there's another place called Khan that is not this one. So we're just going to oh, go man. with this one. With that. Oh, now, uh, now, we're, now we're in the depths of it. But what I wanted to say in your intro, Laird, you just getting rid of a strategy that you developed two weeks ago. I mean, is that not the most sober thing possible to do? You're absolutely right. And I'm not really going to get rid of it, but I also may just adjust it a bunch so that I don't have to do it. But anyway, the reason on, I want to... Is, hold on, I got I to gotta take this chat. Is Rims Theodore's team? Yeah. Like Scott, I take that as a personal shot. I've yeah. been thinking about... Like He's been thinking champion. about, I've been thinking about like a champion D3 rim stack. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, don't do not do that. Uh, Scott is absolutely right. Well, the, <laughs> the only French teams we really care about are those in the second division. First division, French football. We, we want no part of that. Fair so, enough. Yeah. So this is exactly right. What Mike says, the one in the South with the film festival is pronounced. It's not cans. It's definitely not cans. Glad I didn't. Glad I didn't read that quote because I would have said kids. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Back on. I want to go into a little bit of what I what I did and why I thought it was a good idea and why now I don't think it's as good of an idea. I still think it's reasonable. But anyway, for those of you who watched previously and care, or those who didn't, but essentially I made a few mostly defensive, although there were some attacking like team stacks. I did it with St. Pauli and St. Etienne. And I'm trying to think of who else I did. It's As you can see, I got out of these cards so quickly. I did a small Bordeaux one. But basically my idea was almost like each game week, I was going to try to buy a few players, play them in cap 240 or second division Europe, and if they did well, be able to just sell them the next game week. And for the most part, I was able to do that. And the international break kind of came at a terrible time for the strategy because nobody really wanted to buy these cards. And not that I thought they would be killed in price when everything came back, which today, Tuesday, September 12th, like we're back. Like the, the next game week is club, club play. So like right. we're back. And while I am still trying to move some pieces, the introduction of the card bonuses, I can't even just call it XP because it's not just XP. And I was look, I actually went back to the medium post 
where SoRare announced this and are like, what did they call it? And they're just like, card bonuses. And I'm like, all right. But card bonuses in capped modes are now, well, not now. This weekend game week is the last one without them. So like starting next midweek, 408, we have them. And it made me realize that particularly for the cards I was buying for cap mode, I was completely ignoring XP or any card bonuses because those contests were also ignoring them. And it's now getting to the point where the threshold is higher and I'm going to need these percentages. And so trading in and out of cards, particularly now that some new cards are coming out. So I lost the 5% bonus on some. And I told you I was considering moving from doing cap 240 and second division Europe to also doing 270. And 270 did have XP already, but now it seems like it's, now I'm going to have to really do it. Obviously there was XP in, in second division, but it just feels like it's a lot more important now. And the issue that we're going to have, that I'm going to have is I feel like I constantly move for at least cap 240. I was moving in and out of cards with no care at all about what the bonuses are. And now I feel like I have to really care about it. And should I just abandon this plan because of these bonuses or am I going to have to become a collection guy now? I think neither personally. Um, I think if you have the collections set up, like as a, I don't want to say good friend of the show because he's literally like too big for that. But like as Nep has brought on this show and other shows many times with his Who? collection flag that the guy, does, does he follow you on Twitter yet? Or do you follow him? <laughs> uh, he's a great follower. I don't know why anybody wouldn't follow him. <laughs> So anyhow, with Nep's collection flag in hand, I think if you have the collections in, in place and you have the souped up XP, it's fantastic. If like the play makes sense. But what, what I think those two thoughts that you have kind of sweeps under the table is the fact of if you are kind of jumping in and out of cards, normally you're jumping in and out of cards because the matchup was prime. And that you think that this player is going to overperform that cap it, right? So yes, we're scaled up, but at the same time, if you're kind of coming in and out of cards strategically because of the matchup, it's not like, you know, if you buy a guy that's on a 48, you're not buying him and you're not excited about him because you think he's going to get a 52, like you're getting excited because you think he's going to decisive plus AA. So you're getting like pumped about the dude because you actually think he's going to drop an 80. And now all of a sudden, if I got an 80 on a 48 and then everybody else just performs their normal cap hit, then I'm still going to be at that threshold level without the XP bonuses, without the captain bonus, which I think is the most important thing on all this. Just make sure you get a freaking baller in your lineup captain him him go off and i think that's going to make for a lot of it is that too simplistic i guess not i guess not i think to be honest my it's not even fear but it was just the realization that the cards i was moving in and out of were were cards i probably shouldn't be going at like playing one percent cards and this is where nep has just killed me where he yeah. shows me a lineup and the minimum XP on his cards is like 14%. And I'm literally going out there rolling one out with 1%. And I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? It's, it's a big deal. But you, you also have 
done the ship for a long time too, that we should be more concerned about playing our cards that score the most and not the XP because 14% on 20 and 1% on 20 does not make a difference. Yes. If my guy scores 20 and he's on yeah, 14%, I'm not like, thank God I played the 14% guy. Cause if I played that 1% dude. I would really be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. No, that's you know, fair. That's fair. I, I do. I do just wonder how, how much it'll just change at least the way that I think about it while I still actually just play exactly the same way. Um, I mean, can, can I make actually one other thing that has been said probably on this channel, but in other so rare parts that I've actually always disagreed with the thought that 240, that cap 240 is all about scoring 251 points. I've always disliked that idea. Because I don't think it's just about beat the game. Like, you know, if you just try to, if like the, if your biggest win is that you barely beat it, you know, for me, cap 240 on like the rare and super rare part, those are near the, and, and you know, really for limit, it's one of the first ones I, I build, but it's near the top of all those things because, you know, the ETH thresholds and all of those are like very equivalent to what do we say? Sometimes bottom tier two, upper tier three. For most divisions, super rare definitely is. Ah, super rare maybe it's not is, but rare it definitely is. Limited it definitely is. Yeah. The yeah, value yeah. that you get from those those players. So, why do I just want to barely squeak by? I'd rather kind of crush it and try to actually get a card out of it while I'm while I'm there. I don't. I don't so, think that's wrong. Yeah, I don't think it. That's wrong in theory. Uh, I think it ultimately comes down to. I mean, it really comes down to priority. Like if you have a really, really good card mm -hmm. that has an attractive L15 and you're like, this actually should be, should help me more in all-star. Do you actually take that card out and play it in like picture? It's tough to do this because of the very unique situation, but a few of us have been lucky enough to benefit from Neymar's L15 of zero. For the, the past easiest flip, by the way, we're, we're going to talk about the flip opportunities during the international break that you just glossed over last week. You should be, yeah. you be, should be ashamed of yourself, Laird. Totally ashamed. But <laughs> so it's that situation that if you, if you had Neymar coming up in this situation, are you really playing him in cap 240 to win cap 240 instead of all-star? I know you did, but, <laughs> but you didn't, like you didn't build a limited lineup to win All Star, right? Um, if you actually want the answer, I built both on Solar Data, and on one it was an eighty-two for the power, and in Cap Two Forty was a ninety-six. And how am I passing for ninety-six? That just sounded awesome. Yeah, so I, I put I it. I put it in there, man. I think it all comes back to the fact that we're convinced that the rewards in Two Forty are worse. And yeah, because of that, that one, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, I think that was a fluke. <laughs> yeah, but it happened. I mean, you know, we, I, I've seen just as many people get screwed in All Star as I have 240, I feel like. So I, yeah. I'm just, I think that where the idea should always be, and you said it fantastic on Off Topic, by the way, like kudos to you there, but like that, a way that we probably should be building our lineups even at the limited level where we have less 
just less competitions to go into. So less yeah. decisions to make in limited, even if you have a big limited gallery. What we should be doing is just going through each priority set and just seeing where our lineup is the best compared to our competition and entering it in there. I mean, that's what I did with 240 this week because guess what? Most people probably are not playing, playing Neymar in, two, in, in cap 240. They're probably playing him in all-star or probably, probably playing him in like 270 or something up. And I'm just like, you know what? It's really nice here. Looks great. I think there were, I mean, I can, let me see if I can pull it up. I mean, I think that there were enough people playing Neymar in 240 because of this zero. Maybe it was in 270. I'm trying to look at the, so the last game week before the international break, uh, the the podium prizes, I'll even do top five because the prizes are pretty good. So the top five in all-star limited were Haaland, Mignon, Messi, Bruno, and TAA. That's pretty good. So cap 240 was, now again, if you finish top five, it's actually more than, I think it's top 10, you get a rare and a limited. Correct. So theoretically, total upside is there. The limited, for first place, the first place prize, excuse me, for the limited first place prize was Bruno. For 240. It's something called Casper Taro rare. That's a tier three rare. I feel like I know that name. Well, it's your boy from, he's from USG. That's yes, he's the little wingback guy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Second got a uh, limited Almada okay. and a rare Christian Lavrich, who is a forward from some Croatian team. Okay. Uh, Berardi limited and Kozlowski okay. rare for third. Okay. Schlotterbeck r- limited Gene Amani rare for fourth. And Evan Ferguson for fifth with Jurgen Eklenkamp. Can I say my quick opinion, just hearing those, is... Yes, the rewards are less. I think the bigger issue is the podium ETH or the podium dollars on top of that because I'm still only getting $5 unlimited. Right. But, you know, the, the rares, you probably, really close there, you probably didn't, I don't know if there was a huge significant difference in there because when you added There's the right. rares on top of the, you, you had lesser limiteds, but then you had a rare yeah. in there too. So, and on the limited side, you had greater limiteds, or I'm sorry, on the ulcer side, you had greater limiteds, but then you had the ETH yep. to account for the other side. So, I don't know if it would have been that significant. You know, maybe the more significant people were the ones six through 10 that got ETH on the all-star, and maybe those type of rewards that first through fifth got in 240, and in 240, they're getting, you know, a lesser tier. I, I, I really do think, though, it, it boils down to is just deciding what you want and deciding where you think your lineup has the best, the best equity for first. Because guess what? First and 240 was looking, it's definitely gonna look better than 10th and all-star. It's also likely much cheaper. Yeah. Like but I mean, you know, it, it, let's just take my little situation. For example, I did not buy a card for it. You know, I, I had my guys for my international break. And it ended up being just like a perfect storm that I have some uh, Marinos guys. I happen to have Ichimori coming back off of injury. I had their left back that I'm not going to remember, but he takes their set pieces. So I had those two pieces in. I had that, you know, Laird, that, that's, that Teddy Tuma Soreris just keeps showing up. I appreciate that that push. So I, I got to play my Soreris Tuma. Neymar was a buy for international break, and I don't remember who the other guy I played was. Yeah. I, oh, oh, Odomendi, who was built, bought for the international break. 
Right. So, I mean, to me, it's just like, you know, that lineup definitely was very playable in All-Star and probably had equity, but I was literally just thinking, I don't have a, can I actually give you my exact thought this morning when I put it in. I literally went, Messi's looking like he's going to play. They play Bolivia, who Neymar just probably should have dropped 140 on if he didn't start with a PK, right? He got over 100 with a missed PK. Yeah. Um, Messi's pretty good. I don't have Messi, but you know where Messi's not going to probably be? Cap 240. So that was honestly my thought, because we have a really condensed player pool this midweek. So I'm just like, you know, let me avoid the guy that feels like a pretty guaranteed 90 to 100, and this is a good place to do it. That's fair. That's fair. So, I, and, and you know what? That's a game theory type of thing that you can't really use on the weekends because cards are just going to get dispersed yeah. everywhere. But when we do have these short, congested fixture weeks, not congested, lack of congestion weeks, I do think you can do some game theory elements. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, I was catching up in the chat here. Yeah. Uh, Shevki88 was asking why there were no Premier League Pro or Bundesliga Pro showing up for this weekend. And a few people, I think Skazm was the first here, was saying that uh-huh. supposedly the new Premier League cards are dropping tomorrow. I heard that on a podcast of somebody who read it in an article. So it was like it didn't come directly from SoRare. But I think the expectation is that they are coming tomorrow. Maybe Bundesliga as well. It seems like a humongous drop for one. But the question I have for you is, and actually what I have really seen recently, I was trying to think of what card it was but have you seen some of the price differences of new cards versus old lately because especially in the auction block it's wild how yeah, much it's a lot. i think it's not only the mixture of the season bonus but then probably the collection aspect of the new first owner bonus but literally on almost every single one that you're talking about i would like it's like okay surely that's a jersey man and it's not <laughs> So the one that that I'm selfishly going to bring up because it's a card I'm trying to sell is this Daniel Hoyer Fernandez, who's the goalie for Hamburg. Yes, we have a complicated Daniel and I have a complicated history. So (laughs) I think I played him in. Let's see, I played him. Was it Cap Two Forty? Oh, I played him in Second Vision, where I ended up having a DNP, so he came up short, even though he scored pretty well. Uh, oh, this is the game where Bennis came back when Dude, I didn't he's play. He's crushing him. it. He's crushing. Oh, he, his AA is wild. What a hamburger! Anyway, so Skazmo is right here. He's the best goalkeeper <laughs> in the world ever of all time. And if anybody wants to buy his limited card, I'm selling it. Um, but if you know, if you see just this like recent section, yeah, yeah, all the blue dots, all of the like the old season cards are going for like forty, anywhere between forty-one and forty-five. Let's call it. And the new ones are literally over 60. Like it's a tremendous increase. And I think generally people just completely ignore that even it's possible that these older season cards actually have higher More XP. Bonus. Yep. Um, this is a problem. You, Probably not, but, but here's an interesting think thought. That? Here's an interesting thought for you, which do you take anything or do you think anybody takes into account? with that that you see like if you get these cards early on that by like 
you know, middle to and you know, three quarters way through the season, you start getting that plus 12, plus 13 percent bonus, and that's just sexy as hell to look at. Do you think that any of that comes into play for people or not really? I think most people don't even consider it. I think they look at the current bonus and they're like, that's higher, so that's what I want, or the new cards look cool, or okay, that's because I have. I have a Hector Herrera rare that I won at like the beginning of the season and have a few collection pieces. And it's at like 14%. And it's like one of my favorite cards to like just decide where I'm going to put it just because it's 14%. And then that's a guy that when he's at home is like really fun to captain. So I don't know. I personally enjoy, I don't have too many cards at like that type of level, but I really like it because it literally is sometimes probably for limited. It's almost like playing an upper level card or playing a second captain. If you can get these 14 to 15% type of things. So I just didn't know if that maybe is into it. Cause you, you know, if you buy a a last year card, you are truly capped at, at 10 pre collection bonus. Um, And, you know, it takes a while. It takes too long. It takes you forever to get there. Like you're, you're really capped at, without collection bonus, what would you say? Eight and a half to nine because those last two levels are just forever to get up. I think, uh, well, oh, for an old season card. Yeah, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben Johnson said this is exactly what people are thinking that are focused on collections. And Ben also commented earlier that he had a bunch of 5% yeah, collections. Ben, what's your um, what's your sorter name? Because I want to pull up your collections here. And Surface is saying he's doing a Hamburg and Watford rare collection and got himself a... Fernandez and Andy just I, thinks he has too I, many names. I need to do a hamburger collection so I can. I mean, what? So yeah, you have I the jersey. I, I have the the whole signed jersey. I have no idea who any of them are, but I kind of want to whip that thing out one time with a win. I just don't have a lot of the guys. They, they score so well. Hamburger does. They have some absolute smashers. They do. They do. So Andy. Um, is asking but, says the real question is how the hell can Laird justify selling him when he's in the Hamburg club? I, so, it's, a, it's a great question, especially on that form, Laird. How dare you sell an informed goalkeeper? It's only going to keep going up. Of course. Of course. <laughs> mm. Um, I did want to, I, Mike, I, I, I saw your question earlier and I actually forgot what we were talking about when you asked it. So, apologies. Feel free to DM me sometime. I, I don't remember. I, I had an answer for him and I forgot since. He had asked about like a depending change of scarcity. I don't remember. So anyhow, moving on. Pulling up Ben's collections here. Let's what do we got, it, ben? ben? Look at look at the, the logo. Con- <laughs> you get all the ones <laughs> that we can like barely pronounce. All right, Casimpasa, Klagenfurt, and John Buck. All right. Um, by November, I will have ten plus five percent limited collections. That's wild. There you go. Oh, Dusseldorf, I tried them briefly. Norwich, NYCFC, Vallecano, Tenerife, Pohang. Very interesting. So, Ben, since you're here, why? <laughs> great, great question. I mean, is it specifically for like a cat mode type of idea? Or, well, I, I'd be genuinely curious because those aren't, I'm assuming those are not a lot of teams that we generally would be looking to the stack or thinking outside of one to two matchups that they're really in a smash spot. I think what this also helps show, and it's not the case with all of the cards, but like Ben's got 1,080 
collection points here and no no number ones, no jerseymen. But 21 were done on either auction or rewards and two special, two special editions, editions. I'm guessing are the rookies. Yep. Those are probably big deals for the collection yep. too. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's reasonable. Yeah. Well, why he type so kind of going back to the topic there. Are you I guess specifically with my answer to that, I'm more worried about the players and their scores than I am the the XP. Does that resonate with you at all? Or are you still thinking that the real edge is in the XP? I think the edge is doing both is the problem. Okay. I think Well he... that means that means just getting like ten thousand limited cards. Easy. I don't think you need that many. Like I think right. it's I think you realistically need to focus on certain teams or players and like I think we talked about this early on in the collection stuff that 2% is fairly easy to get. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I am in the middle of let me see if I can see how far I, I mean I know how far I am. Like the stack that I'm trying to build literally for this weekend I have four cards from this team. I'm hoping to get a fifth, and I'm already at 100 collection score, which is 2%. Okay. And so if I buy the three cheapest guys on auction because they're still auctioning these cards, then I get I can get to 3% fairly easily and cheaply. And it seems beneficial to do that. I don't know. I'm going to get back to Ben here because yep, yep. he replied. He said, to allow, Ben wanted all these stacks, so allow me to put a stack in each limited division. I only enjoy playing stacks. I'll hold these players forever as the 5% collection bonus replaces the new season bonus for me. Okay. So I hold my guys until they're level 20. Okay. It does, yeah. I think I think where I, I think this it kind of works. If, yo, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, Ollie's like, comment here, I think, goes completely against what you were about, not about to say, but what you were trying to say before. But the Walwick collection would be so cheap at the moment. The starting keeper is less than 0.01. Starting striker is less than 0.002. With the new season bonus, you could be at 15% with half a season to go. Math question, what is 15% added on to 285 fantasy points? Like, it just, it's not like stacking a terrible team and getting an extra, like you were just saying, focus on the fantasy points and not the collection. Yeah. And I guess that's where I think, you know, like a collection like Ben has where he does have a lot of diversity across regions and across teams that, you know, he can probably pick what he wants to be his priority tournament and put his, whatever stack looks best in there. I think it works. The fact that like Ben has, it looked like eight, nine, 10, pretty solid amount of teams. Yeah. But, you know, if you just go at this with two collections and you go, I'm going to do All-Star and I'm going to do Threshold, and they both have crap matchups, you might not get either. And if you, you know, you pick a middle to low, low table squad, more often than not, you're literally looking at not ideal matchups. And at what point does, you know, if everybody gets, you know, this this is a, a terrible example, but... um. um Luxembourg yesterday, right? We don't have a Luxembourg collection, but the point stands they lost 9-0 to Portugal. And I know this is international versus club, but everybody had zero. doesn't matter what your XP is if everybody gets zero. It's still <laughs> zero. I know that type of math, right? Except for your boy Pinto dropping the 20. 
but again, you know, the, the point stands on that. And some there there's points that it doesn't really matter. Like if you get routed five nothing, you know, club club level, unless everybody got clearance off the line, you're you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Uh, look, looking for food said collection scores help me get rewards even if my stack played bad in a bad matchup. Like I, it's still the points that you got. Obviously, I mean any bonus is going to be helpful. So. But, I just you know, like it's- here, here would be my counter statement to that, okay? If you look at something like that, and, and, and looking for food, like, this is not like a shot at you or your comment or anything of that nature. But let's say that your your thing scored 240, your lineup scored 240, and your collection score got you over the hump, and you got to 252, and you're like, yeah, nailed it. Collection score, XP, that's why I don't sell. I feel like I'm Jimmer for a second. But... um. I would go the converse and I would look and I go, yeah, but that uh, 52 guy that you got there in midfield that scored 45, I have found a 52 midfielder that was two bucks and he scored 99. Right. <laughs> and you could have not sweated that nearly as much and you would still got your collection score on the other guys because your collection, I could have just slotted in, you know, I mean, I, I'm always team Theodore. We could have just slotted Theodore in there and, dropped a hundred, you know, just another day's work. So I guess that's where I would go with this. You know, I, I don't, I think sometimes even like just stacking as a whole, everybody's a really, really rigid with their stacks. Like I'm a stacker. I'm playing five of this team in here. Like me and you were just researching. Um, man, I almost said Kane again. Can, can, con, con, jeez. Uh, we were researching Khan before here because, you know, I, I'll just let it out of the bag. Like, why? There's three straight home games. They're one of the top teams in, in League Two. So there, that, that could be a useful little thing for a while. But, you know, you're like, their set-piece guy sucks and their midfielder sucks. So that's not great. And I'm like, how about we just not play a midfielder from them? And I'll just go find a really, really awesome one. That kind of reminded me that, and this was a while ago, but the – if you were somebody who could afford the best cards on the platform, that the best PSG stack had Kimmich in midfield. Had Kimmich. Yep. Yep. That um, was. So it's or like, like Liverpool, that. Liverpool, right? Liverpool, you know, even yeah. when Mark was winning everything. It's like, you don't have to play a Liverpool midfielder when all the midfielders stunk. You know, when it was like Ginny Wadinaldum, uh, Fabinho and Jordan Henderson, you're like, I don't really want to play any of them. How right. about I just play Kimmich? He's better than all of them. He's know? better than all of them. Yeah. The let's see, I'm gonna try to catch up. Uh where was I? Grim1983 said I bought a Timbers collection for 55 pounds and already have a 20% ROI, and that's only in the last two months. So I think one of the issues that I was having with do I build lineups or do I build a collection to make lineups is because I've been able to sell some of these cards so quickly. The collection, the idea of a collection, of building a collection and waiting for the ROI felt too slow because a lot of the cards that you're buying for a collection are cards you will not ever really use or right. have them benefit your gallery. So you're buying them to help like two, realistically two to five cards. And are you just better off taking that extra money and just buying better players? Um, I think it just depends on what you're going from. I mean, like, I think this chat alone has shown people get a lot of joy out of collecting, you know, and like building them up and trying to be the top of the leaderboards and things like that. 
And the cool part, like what he brought up with the timber stack, is timbers have been terrible all season. But you know, there's you know, they were this weekend they had a short, I think they won two zero this weekend, or was it last weekend, or one of the recent game weeks on a short America slate. And if you stacked them all up and you got your captain rate and all that, you probably did really well. And so that's like the cool thing and why people do enjoy. Yeah, okay, there it is. Shoot, versus LAFC. Um, but like, you know, if you had Bingham, you had Claudio Bravo captain, I don't know who the hell would ever do that, but congrats if you did. Santiago Moreno, you probably, there's no lineup that wouldn't have had Evander in there. I don't know if Yemi Chara's forward has a card, if he has a forward card limited, that guy has like every position it feels like. But anyhow, all you take, all you do is like, you know, going back to Sean's Chicago fire stack idea. What was the reason for the Chicago fire stack? For the one week that they smash when everybody, when all the other guys let down. It's like the good old DFS strategy. I play all these low on GPP guys, not because every single week I think I'm going to win. It's for the one time that everything goes to hell and my contrarian type of plays, you know, lead me to the top. It's the same deal here. So, you know, I, if you like collecting and you like doing those off the walls teams to, find the spot. Like, I think it's awesome. And I also think there's a ton of credence to going, I'm going to get in and out of guys like Laird, you, you have your spreadsheets, you've turned over hundred percent, 200% profit, and you're having a health, hell of fun flipping and looking at matchups. Like that's part of your enjoyment of the game week. They're both right. Neither one has to be wrong. <laughs> no, I'm right. Um, the, where was this? The good place. Uh, said for capped, I'm liking collections of broken up relegated teams. My Southampton collection has so many players not at Southampton, which is great for matchups. I do like big that Paul idea too. Big, if you have a big Paul, you just celebrated. That's going to be a great move for him. I... So, so who uh, is this? Nikonid. I like. Uh, I think collections are nice for selling clubs like Shakhtar, where you know the young players end up in Europe, great point. and older players end up back in Brazil. And I just love how the everyone's like, yeah, I really love collections because all of these players don't play for the club anymore and I can just play them elsewhere, which I mean, is fine. We, we were joking around of like certain cards that we were buying that had absolutely nothing to do with the, with those cards. Like we were only like, you bought some old, well, uh, this is a sour example, but I was saying you bought a few older Columbus crew cards to help with your Lucas Zellerayan. <laughs> Uh, but, and then I was, then I completed a trade for a jersey man like the day before. Uh, it's okay. We go. We yeah. have international utility every once in a while. Our Armenian Argentinian playmaker that plays in Saudi Arabia <laughs> shows up yeah. for us. Uh, I love this line from like. It's funny how it all it took for people to stop moaning about stacks <laughs> with the offer of bonus for stacking. Can, can uh, I be honest? You like really you know changed. what. You know what really ended up being it? As soon as Ajax started sucking, everybody shut up about stacks. That's really what ended up happening. Ban Ajax um, stacks. Speaking not necessarily of Ajax, but of Challenger Europe, I was looking okay. ahead for this weekend, and like nine of the top 10 biggest favorites, and they're like huge favorites, are okay. Challenger teams. It's like Celtic, Zagreb, PSV, Sporting, Feyenoord, Rangers are all like, or Rangers have enough cards, but those teams are all like gigantic favorites this weekend. Yeah. 
It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, you know what? I, I think it's great. And, you know, for the people that build the collections, I mean, I still think that that's the smarter way if you're going to do collections is, you know, the guys we've seen over and over again that have the Celtic collections, they just find those those times that only the Scottish league is going on or that Celtic is like minus 5,000 at home. And then they miraculously keep the clean sheet, which doesn't seem to happen anymore for them. But you know, when all it sad, but true, um, when all that happens, you know, it goes, and that's where I would like, if I'm, I'm not a collector, but if I did the collecting, I really would love to have like a mixture of more top of the table if possible, sure. because when you do get that those matchups, it works. Um, but I get I get the price point of all of it. For for all those examples of Celtics going up, we've got we've got our timbers time too. So T-shirt. you got our what? You got your timbers time. You know when timbers oh, yeah. won two nothing unexpectedly on a short break. So that yeah. works too. Um, I'm just gonna pull up this picture quickly here. This is Ben. There you go. Ben Ben just showed the four thirty and four thirty. Look at this. This is Ben's spreadsheet to track his um, his collections and then we'll, where they will play. It's crazy. I hate to say this, but I, I like sat down to do this this morning and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> no, I'm just going to wait for them to be on lineup builder. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So can we real quick detour a little bit and talk about international break? Not yet. <sighs> Not yet. <laughs> I'm only saying this because we got to pick our winner from yes, last, week's, that. Um, last week's giveaway. I believe the question was the favorite international game week player. Yep. Um, so this is somebody to win a free one month star membership to Sora Data. We'll do the whatever you have to do for this week. I'll. As I'm drawing this, I'll let Keith uh, try to come up with something. Try to think of something, yeah. yeah. Or so. But, um, so yeah, I put it in the link. Everything's here. We got the comments. Uh, let's see who wins. Shulshiks, maybe? That's the winner. Maybe. Oh, no, we said what, what the score was. Oh, oh I I'm sorry. Oh, yes, that was even better. Five twenty five. As I went through all of this and now reminding me what we actually, what the contest actually was. I needed everybody in the chat to remind me what it was. We said the top score for All Star Limited, right? Yeah, it's gonna take a little more work. Five hundred and seventeen. Five twenty-five. Oh, but no, but hold on. It was Bob Barker. Could not be over. over. That's right. Oh man, we had a little bit more work on this. Let me see. Let's pull this up here. There we are. Oh, ooh, oh, that's looking pretty good. Um, let's see that. And oh yeah, that ended today. So that was. I mean. It was 517. Is anyone really going to beat 516? 515.8. We've we got oh, some really no. good strategy here. I love this. This actually is 517.18. What was it actually? 517.4. Oh, no. <laughs> you need to do 18. Wait, did I say it was the top one? All right, 516. This is, this is good suspense. We got 516.2 from Mr. This is our current. I, I don't know why I keep forgetting what it is. I keep forgetting it too. 517, 44. 517.44. That's over. Oh, 518. It's amazing how close some people got. These are good. I think that good was surface it. Surface over. All right, there's the winner. 
Mr. RM1, 516.2. That is, I have to say, these people pretty damn are good. very good. Yes. Like really good. Um, so congratulations, Mr. RM1 on YouTube. And we'll get you hooked up with your subscription, your membership. Yeah. Keith, what do people have to do today? Uh, let's just, we'll make it really easy. Just list your favorite collection. Favorite team to collect. Your favorite team to collect. I love, yeah. love it. Love it. Yeah. Who's your fandom? I'm in. All right. So if cool. you would like to enter to win a free one month star membership to so rare data, leave a comment in the video below. Do not, do not leave it in the live chat. Uh, no, Nep, it was in the honor of Bob Barker and Price is Right. You cannot go over. Yeah, Nep, you couldn't go over 517.44. So 517.8 is more. Yeah. You can take this up with, but, with Bob. <laughs> but so anyway. I, I, will, I will say this. The guesses and like how many people got that damn close was it's unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it really So is. at least we also figured out what Nep's burner account is. So if you would like a free one month or enter to win a free one month membership to Sora Data, leave a comment in the video below what your favorite collection is. Simple as that. And then next week we will take another winner. Okay. So Larry, where, where do you want to start on your, uh, how you are not a fan of international, which, which L do you want to take first? Uh, I know one of them. What was the other L? Well, so one was going to be flipping opportunities. Right. I, which is I, the best. The other one, the other one, I don't know if you remember you saying this. I, it, it occurred to me as I was listening to you and Sean yesterday. But you're like, do you really think that international scores are going to matter for the month long? Oh, yeah. I really messed that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will take a full L on that. And I think... Not only did I completely misjudge the importance of those scores, I will even go as far as to say they're the most important scores for the moment. When it happens. I think that if you, I if think you want to finish you as, as high as possible, you have to have huge international scores. I think what you didn't count in, and, and even as somebody that prepared, I did not do enough of it, was... Getting some of these teams like Portugal yesterday, 9-0 over Luxembourg. You had San Marino get beat up twice. You got I, – I picked on Liechtenstein and they show up. So that sucked um, because I had two Bosnia guys thinking Bosnia was on a double game week. They had two soft fixtures, Liechtenstein at home. Let me get two defenders from them and it, it blew up in my face. But you had Greece pound somebody. I mean, you had all of these teams that have pretty much fully covered rosters – in just absolute like nut spots. And, you know, there was just so many hundreds, so many huge scores. Like, yeah. So to your point, you not only need, if you were going to care about month long, you need to prioritize this, but you needed to make sure like your lineups were like legit, legit. Cause you need to, you need to drop in those like a mid four hundreds type of thing to, to hang. Yeah. Yeah. The, I was totally, not that I, I mean, yes, I was totally wrong on it. I really just didn't think of it enough. And mm. I think part of the reason that I ignored it is I'm not usually competitive during international weeks anyway. And so I don't really pay attention to what the scores are. 
Like I know that there are huge scores sometimes. And I talk about how like the, the rewards themselves are really low during those yep. breaks. So it's a, it's a combination of like, I knew scores go high and rewards are low. So I'm like, forget it. I'm not playing. And then, and then, yeah. Oh, is that the real, is that real? The is the not they weren't. It came That's out real. before it for the, for what it's worth, Mike, it was known before the game. We bet he wasn't going to play. Sadly. I, I think thought, you sent it to me. You sent it to me. I think Mike is saying he is not suspended. No, but they're saying, and I think I heard Tuggy complain about this too, that Tizmikas was not su- – they held him out, but he, in fact, was not suspended. So they mis- – the Greece misinterpreted the suspension. Like they said he couldn't play because he was suspended, but he wasn't suspended. Right. So Greece can go fuck is what he's saying. <laughs> right, right, for – Taking out a guy that shouldn't have been taken out. Could've so played, actually, yeah. well, so I call you out on your your loss there, not to like. It was more of a segue. I actually want to talk about the flip opportunities though, specifically the Neymar one, because I told you we've been talking a lot about that on this show, and you know I know a lot of people when they start so rare, like it's a really really awesome way to grind your bankroll up a little bit if you have the time is to like look for those opportunities and that Neymar might've been one of the better opportunities we've seen in quite some time. You disagree? I think the, so the difficulty with Neymar, like I think Neymar is an outlier. I don't think we learn anything from the Neymar flips because I don't think Neymar <laughs> applies to a lot of the other Saudi guys that have no, like what was, who was the goalie? Say hitch. But he's was that a good flipping opportunity? Yeah, I mean some people killed it. So yeah. I mean it's probably not as much upside as Neymar is, but like I think he's injured right now, but Benzema could be a really good opportunity coming up if he gets back. Um uh, Mitrovic just dropped a hundred. I'm I'm yeah. not I, I feel like Sean or Zarchi would know the who's gone to Saudi Arabia better than us just looking at their guy. I'm like trying to think of like the top guys that have gone. But, you know, like Mitch, I don't know if there's a lot of flip opportunities there, but it was a chance to get somebody that could drop like a huge score. But Neymar was the one that stuck out from a flipping opportunity. Yeah, I think you could still make the argument that somebody like Erickson was a better flip. That well, that. And I don't want to just say Saudi. Like, that was a great one if you looked ahead because he was on a midweek home versus San Marino. It was pretty much known that he was going to drop this massive score. And yeah, then, you know, I, Erickson, Erickson was a great, great, great shout that you just said there too because not only if you would have gotten on the train, like, let's say that you would have bought him a week or week and a half before the break. Then all of a sudden he got this utility because of Mason Mount being injured too. So I really do love the and look, he's coming on the way down. Go to his SFI scores. Let's see who they. I bet do they have another San Marino um, matchup the next he, one? Like nobody, nobody should be selling Christian Eriksen. So here you go for the people watching right now. Just toss Kazakhstan and San Marino. Oh Jesus Christ! Come on, guys. What are we doing? Every. Everybody's selling off right now. Come on, and he's and he's starting for his club. Yep. What are we doing? 
obviously, and I, I mean, the, what are we doing? the midweek utility is really awful because like they're in a champions league group with Galatasaray and Bayern and they play Copenhagen, but they don't play them for a while. So, and who knows like if, when he'll start all these games because they're, he's probably not playing everything. I mean, I mean, but, my point is, so it's, you know, you were actually just kind of shoving me down, like not to do like the Saudi guys as a flip opportunity. Like this is case perfect for, if you would have planned out, planned for San Marino, you could have sold on the run-in. And now you could have sold on the way back out and then sell right back into the next run-in of San Marino and then steal some utility in the meantime. Yeah, it's the, the drop. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the drop was shocking to me. Um, well, I mean, it's still dropping. Well, I guess the you, floor is gone, but... You could also make the argument that if Premier League cards are coming tomorrow, then these cards It'll, really aren't worth this much. And they'll shoot down even more. So just wait, wait a day on that. But I mean, that's crazy because Kazakhstan and so it's San, San Marino Man. away, which doesn't matter. And then he has Kazakhstan at home, right? Yep. Jesus. I'll say this right now, man. If you guys want to be ready for the next international break, load up on your Denmark stacks. This is a nice but one later in November. He's got Luton at home if he plays Slovenia home and Northern Ireland away. Those aren't so yeah. bad. But, you know, that, that Denmark stack was nice, too, because you could do um, – Schmeichel doesn't have a card yet, so you, no. you didn't have a goalkeeper. But that Joaquin Anderson has been smashing for Crystal Palace. Um, it, they have – I mean, this is exactly what you should expect from the, from the replay. Yeah. From the other leg. Yeah. Like, they should destroy them. Yeah. I will say this too. One thing I learned in the international break, and I kind of knew, but it just re-typified. I don't know if that's a word. But on these, like, not a word. It's fine. English major over there. But um, the and these lopsided matchups, I think so often we all um, scour for the set-piece guy, attackers, get the decisives. It's not the right play. Like, if you just look at all these, like, lopsided matchup, all the center backs would just rack up, like, 150 passes, and they just have a baked-in 40 AA pre-clean sheet. And this is these center backs over and over again. So, I mean, if you're going to have these lopsided matchups, goalkeeper, center back, center back. Yeah. Just – it crushed the entire international break. And then, you know, you exactly. saw that one for Denmark. Scott Olsen, you know, great player, plenty of utility at Bruges. Drops a 42 uh, or 47, I think it was. And then um, the other guy, Lindstrom, yeah. just got a big move out of Bundesliga, a really talented player, drops a 40-something because they needed decisives. Meanwhile, you had your entire back line had 90s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike just wanted to point out that they may have qualified by then, so by the time they play San Marino again. So they might Mike, not play. Mike, we, we, we just, you just don't make that public. You sell off before that happens. There it is. Make your bucks. So what was the point about flipping internationals that I got wrong? Like, did I, I see that I didn't think that you could flip them? I, I, I don't know. I, I was just you know making a statement just, oh. just for the fun of it. I, I, I think I, th I think when I when last week you said so I'm not doing anything for international. And I think I said something along the lines of I think that's a big mistake because the flipping opportunities are gonna be really good. And if you can kind of stack matchups, you can get some really big scores. 
but yeah, the Neymar one, I, I, I was shocked by that. I showed you that yesterday. I was really surprised he got as high as he did. And then I think you said, though, you think a lot of that is because people realize the um, Champions League is coming that he's playing in? Yeah, I think if you just look on his page, there's a lot of, I mean, it what looks is it? Asian tra- Champions League that he's in? Asian Champions League, yeah. Asian Champions League, okay. Like it, if you just look, because we're used to not seeing any, but he's got 406, 407, 412, 414. It's midweeks too. No, these right. Are so all of a sudden, Neymar's alive. Right. Yeah. Right. That's just nice. I but, can't imagine he plays both of these, 416 and 417, one in Uruguay and the other in Mumbai. I, I will say this. The the, the names of like yeah. the countries mixed in with the Asian Champions League teams is just hilarious because like <laughs> Venezuela, Uruguay, Mumbai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, who are we talking about again? Neymar. Neymar. Uh, ben Johnson, here's a thought. Are we expecting Soda to release the new kickoff mode with the Premier League cards? Oh, I have no idea. That's not a clue. I mean, oh, oh, the, sorry. God, they, they really got to change that name. They got to change the name of that one, yeah. And I'm like, hold on. Did, are they changing the kickoff and actually making it good? I hope they rename both. Like actually kickoff just ceases to exist. Yeah, I mean, should be called. Uh, I don't want to give them names. Like you know, to me, like that should like symbolize progression, because like that's what in their heads that's supposed to be for is, or like level up. Oh shoot, they use, that's in the store. You buy level ups. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't think this new game mode is meant as a progression. I think it's just a. It's meant to like get the name so rare in your head. No, no, I'm saying, but the kickoff that we know in the lobbies is oh the actual kick, be, the current kickoff yeah maybe it's literally meant for it's the little arrow on yeah. the crazy person's sheet yes. <laughs> that is correct step up there you go that's a good one <clears throat> uh so keith you are building a stack for this weekend well for the next I- three weekends yeah, that I can use. I, I mean, you know, it's it's long been known that I am a sucker for a home game. And when a team has three straight home games, I'm definitely a sucker for that. So two questions. One, yeah. are you only buying players for the stack? Meaning, will you buy a few collection guys? And B, are you going it. to sell after the three weeks? Um, honestly, I'm thinking about selling. In my head, it's like sell after two. And you know, I'll, I'll elaborate for the reason is I don't, I think what a lot of times we do sometimes make this mistake. And if we are like flipping cards or trying to turn cards for an investment, it's just always assuming it's going to go up when inevitably, if you actually have nailed it right and you do get a little run up, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's going to keep going. Yeah. Like we just saw the Erickson graph was a great example. Erickson just hit his peak and now everybody's like, all right, I got what I wanted out of him and they go. So, you know, the concern would be with a second division type of team. If I can get like two smashing weeks out of them or even just one smash and up, cool. Got my reward for end game. Hope we got some ETH. Can turn a profit. Somebody else still sees a good fixture coming up. Great. I already got one of mine. There's no future guarantee that that's going to be as good. 
let me get out. So that's kind of my thought is if I have three home games coming, use two, finish that game week out, get them listed. Hopefully they're all above where I bought them at. So I got two weeks of utility for free. I don't even, I don't even care to like, I don't want to double my price or anything on them. I, I would love it, but like, that's not what I'm shooting for. I think if you can just, if you can. A little smash and grab. It, it's kind of an awesome thing if you can plan it out. And even if you don't make profit, if you can just get out for what you paid in over and over again on these cards, I mean, like, and then you select matchups. That's pretty good. So I, I, I kind of enjoy that. Yeah, unfortunately, you need to sell for 5% higher on most of these cards in order to break even. It's, it's always a surprise which ones, like, every once in a while, that like you're like, oh, no market fee. That's cool. You feel like I, I noticed that. I, it's, there's no, I feel like sometimes it's not even, doesn't always make sense which ones don't, don't have a market fee. I think, I, I almost want to say my, that uh, Laszlo Bennis card didn't have didn't. one. Didn't. Did not. Which doesn't make sense because the team he currently plays for and the team on the card are both minted. That's what I'm telling. That's where I'm bringing up the point that sometimes it doesn't make sense because it'll literally be a team that like there's a new edition of him coming out and it'll say no market fee. I'm like, okay, appreciate that. I don't know why, but that's cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, um, I just saw, hold on, not, not <laughs> to switch the subject, but for anybody complaining about the 5% market fee, you could go over so solar data now being part of Rainmakers has made me at least look. I saw was selling something there yesterday, and you get double five percent on UFC. Meaning, so I'm just tossing meaning, it. Meaning there are two five percent fees. Yeah, and they come out subsequently after each other. <laughs> so it's like right. here's your twenty-two dollars. Let's take five percent. Now that's twenty dollars and fifty cents or whatever. Now let's take five percent again. <laughs> so that was, you know, I sent it to you and our good friend Alex Hooper. And uh, was like, all right, so maybe that five percent on Sora isn't looking so bad. Yeah. Fifteen percent? Is that really true? That can't be true. On Ultimate Champions, for those listening, not Sora. Yeah, yeah, not Sora. If you if you're listening on audio, no, no, that is not regarding Sora. Yeah, it's not Sora. I think they're happy if they're five. But yeah, just uh, I know we're at the end. Are you doing any sort of stacking or any sort of strategy that you want to talk about, real quick? I am doing it, and I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Everybody, just go look at gallery name. You can look at what I'm doing, and I. And I think I'm going to take a different approach with this team. And I still don't know if it's the right move yet. And so we'll see. We'll see. Surely I'm, the results will decide if it's the right move or not. Results over process always. Always. No, no. I, I have found myself with more cards than I, than I want. And you and I talked about this. Like, I think at one point I said... I'm going to get to a point where I don't want a lot of these cards. And so I'll just like bulk sell them. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet, but I am in a spot now where it's really, it really comes down to goalies, but the goalies I have don't have like great matchups this week. And so do I try to get rid of them? I actually have tried to get rid of them. And so I don't know. I don't know yet. It's one of those weird ones a- where I think of over the long term, and it's not even that long, like literally over the next two months, I think I can get back what I put in mm-hmm. and I don't want to wait that long. Like yeah, it's really... I think the, 
The flipping the is hardest, killing me in terms of time frame. Yeah, the hardest part of when you buy the cards for the matchup is just making sure you exit out and mm-hmm. they don't all accumulate. That's by far the hardest because in your head, you're like, ah, I don't really want to take a 22 cent loss here. I really just want to take my win. And then, you know, the following week, you're like, ah, now it's down 50 cents. All right, I'll just wait for the next game to come back and I'm sure he'll rebound. And I mean, you had it like you, you had it on that. Uh, what was the Brighton guy's name? Julio S. S. C. So, oh, and CISO, yeah, yeah, yeah. S. C. So, so I mean, that worked there, but it's not always guaranteed. What were you gonna say? So, it, it does not work collection wise, really. But what are your thoughts about running the same lineup in multiple divisions? Excuse me, multiple competitions. Like, yeah. What if I ran the exact same lineup in second division Europe and cap 270? It's great when it works. I mean, if you're, I look, Denmark, Denmark and All Star, All Star Rear Pro, um, cap 270, cap 240 versus San Marino would have won a lot of, a lot of uh, money. I still remember, God, I think he sold out. There was somebody last year. Um, it was a midweek. It was the you're gonna remember this when I say it. The as Alkmaar, they had a second leg at like a nobody stadium. Um, and there was like a short week, I think it was like Europa qualifiers or conference league qualifiers. And after nine minutes, the opta feed dropped. Um, you were giving me updates because I was like on a podium and with two uh, super rare defender. And the whole defensive stack left and was freaking out. But the, that guy, the reason I bring that up, there was a guy that it was a whale, but he bought all as cards just for that game week. And he, ended, even with the lack of coverage, he ended up like winning super rare, super rare challenger, rare, like all, he rainbowed it down. Um, and the rewards were terrible. And I think he tilted and sold out. <laughs> but, um, I say all that to go, it, I think it's a fantastic job if you've done the research and you think the matchup is really, really prime. Um, you know, I would, you know, Man City hosting Luton, I think that's a great idea if you have man, multiple Man City stacks to play them across the board, you know, but if it's just like a plus 105 home favorite, unless you know something that the odds makers don't, then probably worth the diversification. Did that answer the question? Or not sort really. of. To be honest, I was going to say 240. And I think the response was going to be that a team that fits in 240 probably shouldn't be good enough to qualify for a card in All-Star or Second Division. But I don't know yet. I mean, I I as somebody that... This weekend, Keith. I, I'll say this. As somebody that had... I, like, I have a couple of players throughout like my gallery that I own like multiple scarcities of and play them everywhere. And when they have a big game, you feel like the smartest guy in the room. And when they suck or they have an own goal, you're like, why did I play him so many places? <laughs> yeah. So it's really a results thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, when, when it's when it's heroic, it feels great. Yeah. All right. I'll see what I will see. Thank you, everybody, for joining. If you guys could please like the video, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. Shout out to Quinny. Um, yeah, all of that is really appreciated. Uh, as a reminder, if you want to be eligible to win a one-month star membership to Sora Data, leave a comment below with your favorite collection. Simple as that. I would throw in the scarcity just for, you know, I let's us, uh, let's us look at it a little bit, a um, little bit better, but 
yeah, your favorite collection. And we'll do that draw next week, like we did the one earlier today. So thank you for joining us and good luck once the club football returns this weekend.